ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stranger Times podcast. Queeve slash CK McDonald here. I hope you are well in these, as ever, difficult times. Does kind of feel like I could have started every podcast for three years with that, but never mind. Um, yes, first off, I very I should apologise. You may have noticed there has not been a Stranger Times podcast in several weeks. Uh, there was a good reason for that. Well, there was two good reasons. One, I ran out of stories. And two, the final podcast, which is the one you're about to hear, uh, got delayed for a very good reason. Namely, I was finishing the first draft of the third Stranger Times book, uh, titled currently TBC. I, I have one. Hopefully it'll be that one. Might end up being another one. Um, so yes, that is now done. Sent to the editor. Very excited about that. I think I'm pleased with it. It's always hard when you finish a book to kind of, you haven't really got distance from it, but... Uh, I reread it like three times and re-editing as you do and then Wonder Wife went through it and haven't received her full report yet, but I I enjoyed it and uh, yeah, see what happens, fingers crossed, eh? Uh, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, yes, and to celebrate that, by the way, I got myself, I don't. Think, I presume most people listen to this, if you aren't, The Rivers of London by Ben Aranovich, uh, wonderful series of books, highly recommended. The ninth one has just come out, the ninth full novel plus his three novellas. There's also graphic novels, which I've never read, and uh, I actually got myself the full set of them as a treat uh, when I finished ST3, which, oh, that sounds too close to STD, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm going to call it something else. Stranger Times Book 3, let's go with that. Uh, so I got them. I also, by the way, as luck would have it, Ben Aranovich's latest book came out as I record this, actually today, the day I'm recording it. And um, I was in Manchester Waterstones last night for his live event, which is brilliant. We had our live event there for the launch of this charming man. He got a bigger crowd than we did. But then again, he is one of the biggest authors in Britain. That isn't exactly surprising. And lovely man, very charming and uh, got me book signed and stuff. Weirdly, he was asking about my name, Queeve, when I was getting it signed. And then he took it down because he's doing a book set in Scotland and he was thinking about Celtic names. So if I end up with a character named after me in uh, the Rivers of London, that'll be a wonderfully weird uh, thing to have happened in my life. Um, so yes, uh, this series of The Stranger Times has come to an end. The podcast, that is. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I mean, I think the first series is good, but it does feel like the second series uh, kicked it up a notch. I hope you agree. And obviously we'll try and do that with a third series as well. I do have a very cool... I think it's a very cool idea for something we're going to do in the third series of the Stranger Times podcast, which, by the way, uh, book three is currently scheduled for to be released in quarter one of next year, as in 2023. God, I still have a hard time figuring out what year it is. Um, yeah, hopefully early in that quarter as well. Fingers crossed is what I would like, but obviously there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, so the... the I'm guessing December-ish, probably the third series of the Strange Times podcast will kick off, all being well. I have an odd idea to do, basically do a sort of, uh, I'm going to write a short story with your help, I think. Um, not you specifically, you in general. Don't If you're listening to this, Steve, I'm not talking specifically to you. It could also be Dave or Karen or Carol or people with less generic names. No offence to anyone who has those names. Um... But yeah, I have an idea that I'm still working through. But I think what I'm going to do is we'll have like a... We have live launch events, you know, as I've had several of them. I'm sure hopefully some of you have been to them. But I'm thinking of doing an online thing uh, on a Monday night where on that day I would have gone around Manchester and videoed and, and taken, some, taken some pictures and some cool stuff. Then um, we're basically going to have a uh, a brainstorming session 
where it'll probably be me and my friend, hopefully Mark's day. Uh, and we'll kind of just basically, I'm going to go through that, maybe a copy of the 14 times and something else and taking suggestions from people. So you, I'll get people to suggest uh, weird and wonderful things they like, funny stories they've, they've heard, or sort of characters and stuff, and we'll talk them through. And basically over an hour, I'm going to knock a load of ideas together. And the idea is the next day I will then write a short story. And then the day after, um, I will write it. Elaine will have to edit it that night. She's going to love this part of it. And then uh, the next day, we'll hopefully get the wonderful Brendan to record it or someone else, as I will see. And then it'll be out on the Thursday. So you basically can see a story starting and finishing all in the space of four days. Now, that might not work at all. It might be a terrible idea, but I think it's quite a fun one. Probably shouldn't have told you yet, but I'll do it now. That way I've committed to doing it. I can't get out of it. That's a good way of planning your future. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Stranger Time Series 3, that's going to be happening, as I said, end of the year. Uh, outside of that, I want to thank you all um, for supporting the podcast and the books. Uh, the launch was great. As I went through, it was lovely to be out and about, and I've been signing books last night in Waterstones, Arendale, and... Um, Deansgate and stuff the Manchester Waterstones have been great getting behind it as of Blackwells which has been lovely to see it's, it's quite cool going in signing some books and the staff kind of knowing who they, what they are and, and being uh, fans which is great they're they're really great staff in those shops um, so yes onwards and upwards I hope um, if you get a chance as always uh, do bung a review up wherever you can audible and stuff the reviews for Brendan uh, for the well, for this charming man on Audible in particular have been fantastic. So thank you very much. I mean, to the point where the, the publishers have actually pointed it out because you had people raving. Because Brendan does such a good job um, that it really, I mean, I'm very lucky. My other books are um, narrated by the wonderful Morgan C. Jones. And I genuinely think, honest hand on heart, I'm out of two of the best narrators on the planet as far as I'm concerned. They both do amazing jobs and i'm really really pleased with them uh, in the meantime if you are looking for something to read obviously i recommend uh as i said if you're a fantasy fan ben aranovich's books i presume you've read them if you're not shame on you get onto that immediately uh the rivers of london series that's what they're called uh, also the witches of woodville by my friend mark stay are lovely there's two of those out i think the third one's coming out in july great fun sort of cozy fantasy set in world war ii um really really good highly recommended uh, if you're looking for more crime books, I, if you don't know, uh, my other books are under Queeve, McDonald, the Dublin Trilogy, the Bunny Books. There's 11 of them now. I think I've got that right. That's how many there are. I have to double check in my head how many there are. So you can find them on Audible. Again, Morgan does a spectacular job uh, narrating them, and they're also on Kindle and everywhere else. Um, other than that, thank you very much for the, as I said, if you do get a chance to bung a review up, that'd be great. But as the, we had our launch event on February the 17th, and uh, we, I was joined by the wonderful Brendan MacDonald, no relation. As I said, the previously mentioned wonderful narrator had a lovely chat with him. So here is now some edited highlights of that. So thank you to you. Thank you to Brendan. Thank you to everyone who's helped out with the books. Uh, it's been very exciting and hopefully uh, I'll, I'll speak to you all very soon. So take it away. Me talking to Brendan. <laughs> There he is. Hello. Hi, Quave. How are you? We're generally, the weird thing, myself and Brendan, we've been chatting backwards and forwards on email, as, as has Wonder Wife, for the last over well over a year, like probably 18 months now. And we sort of met 
kind of for the first time this evening. Which yeah, is yeah, it was it was like a a, a prolonged blind date kind of build up. Like, <laughs> like I think you've been grooming me for the last year and a half. Yeah, I've not been grooming myself, so it's good. It's good to know something again. Even all today for this, Jesus. Oh, good. Well, that that is a level of professionalism, my friend. I mean, to be fair, when we did a walkthrough earlier on, he was also wearing his hoodie and he took it off, and it was like, I took, I'm, I took off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't get me out of a hoodie for love or money. Irish man. Yeah, well, we're, we're fancy dressers. Um, so it's brilliant to have you here because, um, you know, I mean, people have been so such big fans of the books because, um, I mean, let's talk before we get into the books sort of, because give, give us a brief, your your acting history. Take us through your CV, Brian. Oh, darling, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I started in my early 20s. I'm now in my very, very late 40s hurtling. Go on, stop 50. at your line. You can't be a 40, day over 39. 49 and a, a third. Um, and uh, yeah, I was doing theatre for about 13 years, I think, uh, and bits and bobs. And I kind of fell into voiceovers in the late 90s. I was a continuity announcer for a TV station here. And then I kind of found myself, I was doing more and more voiceover work. And it was kind of easier than... Um, the acting not as time consuming and oftentimes paid better as well yeah. and then kids came along and uh it was it made more sense to not be off six days a week doing a play and instead being able to hop into a studio for an hour and come home and spin a few plates with my wife we had two kids very quickly our boys here and uh yeah it just it was an easier kind of gig i think and i felt yeah. i was probably a bit better as a voiceover than, a, than an actor F- face for radio exactly um, you're taking you're talking to a man who gave up stand-up comedy because he didn't he didn't like leaving the house and he realized if i gave up stand-up comedy i could get dogs uh, and that's basically what <laughs> i did go, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. By, the, by the way any irish people you might recognize brendan's voice because uh, the brilliant thing about knowing knowing people who do voiceovers uh because you're obviously you're good mates at morgan as well you know morgan well who does the morgan, books. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing is when I'm home is uh, I can be in the cinema and stuff and I will hear voiceovers on like uh, various different adverts and it'll be Morgan or it'll be Brendan. I mean, you you are you took a message from me because you're the voice. You were the voice of a voicemail at one point. Yeah, I do sometimes appear on phone things. The odd time it's happened where I phone for myself and it's myself coming back at me. And I, it's very <laughs> meta and weird. And especially if I'm a bit pissed off and trying to go, shut up, you yeah, so you're, and I do get abusive pop- abusive messages from people saying I've been waiting on this broadband thing for now, and it's you, you wanker. So do you actually have to sit there and listen to yourself telling you that your call is important? Oh, to you? oh, it's happened to me loads of times. Yeah, yeah, it's happened to me loads of times. Yeah, oh, it's really? the slightly less glamorous side of of uh, voiceover stuff. It's yeah, that's that's the same way as a friend of mine was um, was one of the voices on the couch to five k fitness thing for anyone who's probably not in Britain or Ireland. I think they have it in Ireland. But you know, yeah, it's a yeah. thing to get people running and stuff. But she's she's done it with herself, telling herself to keep going. I mean, <laughs> she's like, and like, literally, she's telling yourself. me to going, talking to herself, going, ah, "Fuck off, leave me alone." But yeah, because <laughs> um, obviously, you did a fantastic. I remember we we did chat early doors and we were doing the, we were doing the books and stuff. So we did like, very helpful. It was too, yeah. But we, we'll ask you the question. I think I know the answer to this one. But what was the hardest voice to have to do? Yeah, that is an easy one. Um, the hardest voice was, without a doubt, for a forty-something-year-old uh, Irish man. The hardest voice was the fifty-something-year-old Ghanaian woman. Good yeah, great. 
So, yeah, that was uh, to, to be fair. Your, your Wonder Wife Elaine was was a huge help on that, and it was it's actually you know there's a kind of perversity to it because I can do most accents and that, and you know I enjoy it, and you just there's some accents you can just fly out. But I did actually enjoy the challenge of Grace because I really had to work hard on it. And uh, and especially when there are times, mainly in, in the stranger times, where you might be having a four-way conversation with Grace, with Stella, with Bancroft, and maybe Ox or someone is chiming in and you're you're going from it and trying to trying to hold on to Grace. And I was really aware. I just really didn't want to mess Grace up. Yeah, no, it's, I, 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 <laughs> it I was say more, I think I've told us before, but I, I was at one point I was going to do the audiobooks when we first started off to my bunny books. Like right. I actually bought myself a little sort of TARDIS, one of those booths. You know, right. I had that for my office and all that. And I was doing some lessons with a very good voice coach. And I was getting, it's weird because I found genuinely, I'm not going to play it for anybody, but I found, I did a sample for her early doors when I was starting to do it. And I heard it back recently. It was like, Oh, wow. oh my god, that was so awful. Whereas by the end, I could kind of do some stuff, and I can sort of do bunny or you know. But I think yeah. one of the big things I had was like going between voices is incredibly hard. Um, and I remember literally when I was thinking about doing them, I was literally myself and Lane were in bed late one night. She was asleep, and I just went in the middle of the night. I just went, "Now oh, feck it!" And she was what? Ah, oh, there's an Indian doctor. <laughs> I was an Indian doctor in the first I was like oh god I've written an Indian doctor in which as you know makes sense in Ireland because there's loads of Indian doctors yeah, in the yeah. Irish health service but I was like oh my god when I realised I had to try and voice it well um, a lot of authors do voice their own books you know um, I kind of wish they wouldn't because they put people like me out of a job no, but, yeah, right. Um, I mean it's they're scabs effectively let's be honest they be, the, the unionism <laughs> the union is not um, you know it's, it's a I mean, I know, I guess it does make some sense because you think, well, at least the author can can understand, you know, what the lines are and stuff. Like, um, I know there's quite a few authors that do it. I was trying to think of, um, oh, yeah, there's quite a few I've listened to, and some do it brilliantly. The guy who does the Dexter books, who wrote the Dexter books, have you ever listened? No. Um, you know, because you know Dexter is based on the TV, it's, well, the TV show is based TV on the series. books. Yeah, yeah. And he's a serial killer and stuff. Because the man has... Um, just the creepiest voice. It really works. Oh, he's got, ah, by the way, uh, Elaine has asked if you could turn yourself up a bit because it's probably because I'm so loud. If I fair. could turn myself up. Yeah, or maybe I'll turn myself up. Oh, do you know down. what? Do you know what? i just come in a little closer because oh, I'm a bit far away. Really. So how's that? Um, yeah, because unfortunately I just shout and I've had a drink now, so it's not getting No, I didn't want to say, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the guy who does the Dexter books because um, but he has genuinely a creepy voice. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's quite an unusual thing, but um, yeah, because you've done such an amazing. Because how many voices are there? Because you, I remember you told me you've got like extensives. When you went to do the first book, when you went back to the second, you had the notes from the first. How many did, distinct yeah. voices were there? Yeah, for for the Stranger Times, for the first one, it was fifty-one. Was the final count? Fifty. God. Yeah. Thanks you for should, that. You should get paid extra. I mean, I'm not paying you. So <laughs> that, I can you say have that. a word with Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty. My yeah. God. Fifty-one. Yeah. Yeah. And now about, only, it's about 15 kind of or maybe 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 15 to 20 kind of main characters and obviously you, you have your core of hannah and bancroft and ox and reggie and grace and, and just the people who work in the stranger times but you have a lot of ancillary characters as well around it dotted around um i don't think there was quite as many in this charming man but obviously it was a completely different approach it was it, it was a far more straightforward job because 
and again it's a, it's it's the fun thing of this job to try and find the voice yeah. without sounding too acty about it but to to find the voice for the character uh you know when you when you're about to go into a recording of that yeah um and and i was able just to listen back to the audible version of of the stranger times and and just go back and and to be honest Baincroft and Reggie and all those they didn't they didn't really leave me and yeah, plus it helps it helps you know and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you but I dearly loved the characters I feel I have an affinity with those characters and they were just so much so much fun to voice I couldn't well, wait to get started again well thank thank um, you very much but this that's to be clear I've I've told you you're great you've told me we're great this this is okay. as far as this is going just, Irish enough, people enough are not programmed to accept. Yeah. Pro- but I would stop, stop. I was terrible. Stop. Oh, no, no. Say the funniest thing when I had to do, uh, literally for the Stranger Times, because um, when we were doing the thing with the TV rights and all that, when like it was a lot of American companies were interested in stuff. So I had to have a lot of like phone conversations with Americans and bless them. And don't, I'm not, this isn't me slagging off Americans, but it's just such a different approach where literally for these things, I can remember I was weirdly, I was in America at the time, myself and Lane were in Florida at a conference. Um, and I had this American producer, lovely woman. But she spent like the first 20 minutes telling me how great she thought I was. And I can remember just sitting in this hotel room, literally just clinging onto the table going, oh, please stop giving me praise. <laughs> that woman said more nice things to me in 20 minutes than either of my parents ever did my entire yeah, childhood. Yeah, that's and that's not me criticizing my parents. The Irish way. Yeah, we're just, we're not, we're not programmed for no, that kind of stuff. No, Whereas obviously not. if you work in TV, you're very good at doing it. It's kind of that blarney. Um, <laughs> but, but as a general voiceover thing, after like, What's the weirdest thing you've ever had to say into a microphone for money? Because you must have done some weird gigs over the years. Now I do. I do a good bit of animation, um, so you you find yourself voicing very strange characters. I, I voiced one of the earliest things I did was a a despotic uh, a, a German piece of wasabi. Um, <laughs> I was like despotic German and like that weird wildly piece of wasabi. Yeah, yeah, who was kind of floating around. Um it didn't even make and, any sense. Wasabi's not from Germany. <laughs> uh, well, well, the real kicker with this was, and he spoke in this German accent of how he had lots of crazy lines, but it was all Oskelga. So it was in Irish. It was, it was all in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he would wow. like be going, Tommy, egg, taking off as a fault or whatever. I, I had to read the lines phonetically because I didn't speak Irish well. Same to myself, you weren't paying attention in school. Yeah, exactly. I've done I, some I really strange ones. Because I use Queeve as my name sort of thing. Yeah. The amount of times I've been at gigs and somebody from Ireland come up to me and start speaking in Irish. And I've had to go, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I don't, I, you know. But you, your I'm name, a, yeah, but no. Yeah, I'm the same. No, and I and I've acted in Irish. I did an Irish film, which is why I got the Irish uh, cartoon series on the back of it, just bluffing really. And then they discovered I couldn't speak Irish, so I had to kind of write the lines out phonetically. Well, it's the classic. It's the classic actor thing. Where you, it's, it's the famous one is always, "Can you ride a horse?" And be like, oh, "Horse again." <laughs> yes. And it was like outside a shop. It was one of those little anim- animatronic ones. <laughs> that just went up and down. You didn't say a live horse. <laughs> <laughs> So what was, have you ever done any weird, because I've yeah, I, actor friends who did weird like things on stage as well. I'd one who had to be put a saddle on herself and be ridden around by another woman. And it was in, oh, which no. was in university doing, um, doing acting. And she always remembers that I was being ridden around by this other woman while I was pretending to be a horse. And then I saw my two parents in the front row going, wow, we just paid a lot of money to send her here. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, thankfully I've, I've never had any kind of on stage full embarrassment 
embarrassment like that. There was, um, I, I started out, I think I said, in this uh, TV station here in Ireland in the late 90s, uh, doing their promos and, and continuity. And there was a period where they were taking a load of programs in from the quality station that is Channel 5. And back in the kind of early 2000s, like it was just, it's like the, the, the Daily Mail and the Sun of television, you know, it was just awful programs. Oh, and I remember celebrities, will they hump each other? Uh, that would have been a, a good one uh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> compared to what I had to voice. I remember having to do one, uh, which was, called, so, you know, you're doing the promise. So it's Saturday night at nine, whatever, blah, blah. And it's me, my male voice. My big breasts and me, Saturday at nine. And then the other one was a program called Help, I Smell of Fish. Uh, <laughs> and I had to voice these fucking things. So, yeah. Help, I smell of fish. Help, I smell of fish. Apparently, it's a real condition. Not to be laughed at, Kate. No, I mean, no. it mainly affects fish, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When I do the Stranger Times, that was when it, when coming up with the articles. That's like people sort of ask, mm. what's the hardest thing to write in the book? It's genuinely coming up with the weird articles because you can't come up with something weirder than what genuinely happens day to day. Yeah. That's like a lot of people have said over the last couple of years and in the Trump era and everything. And, and now with the wonderful Mr. Johnson, yeah, uh, where you're living, you know, when when um, when truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. And it's kind it really, of tricky to, it, to it write really, something like the Stranger Times. No, no, it's it's genuinely that's one of the hardest things is coming up with the fake news things. Well, it's been a brilliant time talking to you, Brent. Thanks so much. I mean, I mean, again, you've seen I hope My you've seen pleasure. some of the comments there. Uh, I had to turn them off because, frankly, I was getting annoyed by how much people seem to like you more and than look, me. You see this one in the side here, Paul Feagan. Now, Paul Feagan was there earlier as Bit 16. Paul Feagan deserves a big shout out because uh, recording Brennan for both books was amazing. Okay. But but Paul himself uh, deserves a big credit audiobook wise because he was essentially the voice director on it. He recorded them and he was a great, uh, he really steered me right when I was going off fair, crazy. Fair play, Paul. Uh, Love to have you here. We were doing eight hour sessions in the studio and I'd be saying to him, we've got to do a Quevel give out to us. <laughs> I was going to say eight hours. Here. God, that's a, that's a day's work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not used to doing day's work. You know? No, I mean, I know everyone else now is going, yeah, I work eight hours every day, but you're not <laughs> sitting down in the microphone talking. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah. Tiring but re rewarding. They were so much fun to do. So yeah, uh, well, brilliant. and and you know, and you will obviously be doing them going forward and stuff. As I everyone knows, so and uh, we're really excited to. Um, oh, I mean, and as you said, do if you do enjoy them on the audio audible and stuff, do put the reviews up. I'm a bit annoyed because he gets higher ratings than I do. Uh, I've noticed <laughs> that. I've not gone into them in details, but I've not. That's so unfair. Are you He's serious? working like a four point nine, and I'm only on a four point eight, which is uh, they were, they were very kind on the reviews. Yeah, and I <laughs> only knew one of them to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the difference was the one you wrote yourself. Um, but listen, it's been absolutely fantastic. You've done a brilliant My job. Pleasure, it's please. been such great fun. I look forward to you asking me to hold a lot in the future um, and thank you to Paul as well and um, to listen. continue employing me please press one <laughs> I, I'll be honest I, I'm so tempted to come up with things to ring I'll be, I'll be sending you messages now would you mind recording this for me I want to just wind somebody no up no problem man I'd be delighted to yeah, why not? listen thank you very much uh, you. Uh, I, we'll, I'll just give you a round of applause I feel I should applaud you I'll off. give you a round of applause <laughs> well thank you very much uh, we'll, we'll let you Cheers. go Brent thanks Have everyone and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was me talking to Brendan McDonald. By the way, 
as probably has become apparent to you now, this episode is maybe a little bit more rough around the edges than the Stranger Times podcast normally is. That's because there's a wonderful man called Rob B who does our editing and sound stuff and he's he's basically the, the wizard behind the glass. And uh, he's away this week and I kind of messed up when I, I sent him this thing initially and sent him the wrong file. So I had to re-record it. So you've heard me editing this in Supposed to Rob. And it's if anything, it just shows what a good job Rob has done. So thank you to Rob. Uh, if you enjoyed that, by the way, the entire event is on my YouTube channel. Look for Queeve, C-A-I-M-H, MacDonnell. Um, there's only one of me for better or for worse but that's up there uh, also over the next few months all the podcasts are up there all the short stories will be going up there though in just without me waffling if that's not something you're into which I believe some people aren't hard as that is to believe um, but yes they'll all be up so do subscribe to the YouTube channel outside of that uh, I'm not going to keep doing the thank yous because otherwise it's going to turn into an Oscar speech I mean unless I slap somebody then it's really an Oscar speech ah good times so sick of hearing about that I'm sure you are too why have I mentioned it I don't know this is why I need to script these things and I'm never going to because I feel like my bits of the podcast is what you have to suffer through for all the top quality content there I've said it this is how you put a podcast together you try and drive away your audience because that way you know if you stay you really love me Anyway, uh, you've been wonderful. Be good to each other. We shall see you again very soon. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stranger Times podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please leave a rating wherever you get your pods. It really does help. And the Stranger Times novel by C.K. McDonnell is out and is available from all good bookshops and some bad ones. And check out strangertimes.com for more weird news and to sign up to the newsletter, where you can also get yourself a sweet free ebook containing some Stranger Times short stories. This podcast is produced by Rob B at BEE, with Ed Wilson exec producing, and all materials are copyright with 4E Inc. Limited. All of the short stories are written by me, CK McDonald, and the music is done by Alan McGuire with John McCullough as musical Sven Gaggy. 